0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from WISE, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With WISE, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how WISE could work for you at WISE.com. As Russia loses ground on the battlefield in Ukraine, President Vladimir Putin made a major announcement that raises the stakes in the conflict. Russia will mobilize 300,000 additional troops, and Russia appears poised to annex the Ukrainian territory that it currently controls. For the latest on this, we're joined by NPR's Charles Maines in Moscow and Greg Myrie here in Washington. Good to have you both here. Hi, Ari. Good to be with you. Charles, why would Putin call up 300,000 more troops at this point in the war?
1: Well, he announced this as a partial mobilization, uh, deploying what he said would only be additional reservists with military experience to fight in Ukraine. As to why now, this comes amid a Ukrainian counteroffensive that's been quite effective, and growing criticism from nationalists at home uh, that Russia was in danger of losing, largely because it wasn't using its full fighting force. Uh, Yet Putin today suggested that Russia's recent problems were a result of a conflict that had shifted. You know, instead of fighting just Ukraine, Russia was also now taking on what he called the Collective West.
2: Washington, London, and Brussels. So here
1: Putin says Washington, London, and Brussels are openly urging Kiev to bring the fight to Russian territory and defeat Moscow by any means. In other words, this is now an existential fight, one that requires more resources.
2: And what has the reaction been from leaders in Kiev and Washington, Greg? Well, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has expressed his opposition, as you would expect, but in a sort of ho-hum, world-weary kind of way. It's like, this is what we expect from the Russians. Zelensky says Putin needs an army of millions because so many Russian troops are running away from the fight, his tone was very much mocking rather than outrage. And President Biden spoke at the United Nations General Assembly and placed the blame for the war and everything that's happening squarely on Putin. He said this was a war chosen by one man. He says Russia is trying to extinguish Ukraine's right to exist, and Russia is committing war crimes. He also said Putin was making overt nuclear threats against Europe. This was a reference to Putin. Putin's remark that Russia has various means of destruction. Uh, Putin has issued veiled nuclear warnings previously. He claims this time it's not a bluff. Charles, as you told us yesterday, Russia and its allies in Ukraine are planning referendums
0: on joining Russia, and they are scheduled to start this Friday. How could they possibly do something so complicated on such short notice in a war zone?
1: Well, you know, Russia has clearly been wanting to do this for some time. Uh, they've dispatched, you know, a key Kremlin advisor to the Donbass and East Ukraine to oversee integration efforts with Russia in the past few months. Uh, they formed proxy governments to adopt Russian laws. Uh, but they kept pushing back the actual referendum vote uh, because the moment was not, wasn't right. You know, the fighting was still going on. So really, you could say they're just speeding up the timeline here, uh, given several factors. First of all, this counteroffensive by Ukraine we've mentioned. But also because the Kremlin sees this as a way to change perceptions at home. You know, integration of these territories uh, moves the conflict from an offensive campaign, one where Russia is occupying Ukraine, to a defensive campaign, one where Russia is defending its homeland. You know, and as Greg noted, Putin made clear in no uncertain terms that when it came to that, uh, all options were on the table.
2: And Ari, we should note, Russia annexed Crimea after seizing that Ukrainian territory in 2014. So Ukraine has been through this before. It completely rejects the notion of annexation, and it has not been recognized internationally. And now, today, we're talking about four separate regions in Ukraine, two in the east, two in the south. And in two of these places, Russia controls only parts of them. So Russia may actually be trying to annex territory that it doesn't even control. Hmm.
0: Turn back to the fighting. Charles, how long would it likely take Russia to mobilize these 300,000 troops, equip them and get them to the front lines in Ukraine?
1: You know, mobilization in theory starts immediately, but there's also not a lot of faith that this mobilization will remain as partial as Putin claimed today. Uh, Alexander Baunov, a senior Russian fellow at the Carnegie Institute for International Peace, says Putin has essentially written an open ticket for his defense minister, Sergei Shoigu. Minister Shoigu is saying that he needs 300,000 people, uh, then one hundred thousand more and 100,000 more. So it's not a partial mobilization, it's gradual mobilization. And to that effect, there were protests primarily by university students in dozens of cities across the country. In Moscow, there were several hundred arrests, over a thousand and counting nationwide, despite threats of criminal penalties. Uh, Meanwhile, the parliament today approved laws criminalizing desertion and voluntary surrender by Russian troops with up to 10 years in prison. So recruiting this new force may not be easy, just as getting them into the field is no small task. Uh, They still have to get these fresh forces trained in place and maintain them. Uh, Let's not forget this is all unfolding as the weather turns towards winter here.
0: Greg, some of Russia's actions here seem to be motivated by Ukraine's military success. Do you expect the Russian
2: mobilization to change the calculus? Well, 300,000 Russian troops is a lot. It's, in fact, larger than the original Russian invasion force back in February, which is less than 200,000. But many of the military analysts here in the U.S. that are weighing in say this won't provide a quick solution to Russia's ongoing military problems. Russia's best troops have had a very tough fight in Ukraine for these past seven months. And these reservists aren't their best troops. And and manpower is just one issue. The Russian military leadership has made a lot of miscalculations. Russia's lost a lot of equipment. It appears to be low on uh, supplies and ammunition. None of these issues will be solved simply by having fresh troops. That is NPR's Greg Myrie here in Washington
0: and Charles Maines in Moscow. Thank you both.
2: My pleasure. Thank you.